This is Good Friday with Skumba only on Kai FM 95.9. It is 7.40, Kai FM 95.9. Today on Plum Plum, it's a special one. A very special it's a special one. one. Hard men to trace down. Mm-hmm. We've been looking for this guy for over two years, Kize. Two years, if not three years. We've been trying to have the one and only Mr. Herman Mashal. Just to come and chill with us. Two years. Uh, no, Skumba, please. It's been two years, Joe. Uh, no, perhaps uh, no man. Say uh, a year because of uh, the uh, the lockdown. Ah, you know? I you the president of the country <laughs> decided to lock us up uh, for for a year, uh, uh, and it was not really uh, easy. It wasn't and possible. your fault. But I, but I used to do literally once a week or so. Yeah. I'm not FM. Yes. I mean, you guys have been very active in talking to me on a regular basis. But obviously, coming to the studio yeah, was, it was, was difficult. Why did you decide to close the corporations? Why? What decided? Would, no, I can't even the time when you come You decide out of the blue. I was about to recall for the time. So, in your mind, you can't even My goodness. You know, yesterday <laughs> afternoon, um, uh, uh, I was in Newtown and. Um, they had a meeting with, with our artists who are camping at the National Arts Council. And then when I was there, there's an informal settlement next door there. And the people called me to come and talk to them. Group of people, of uh, the people, there must be, what, 100, 150, whatever number. Yeah? Mm. And uh, during the question and answer session, and I was writing because this was not part of my schedule. But unfortunately, I, I had to go and see them. Sure. You know, yes, in certain yes. cases, as much as they are not on your schedule, because of the agents, you go and listen. And one of the first question, the guy asked me about uh, to say, but there was some, you're talking about free market, but he says, I make a living by selling scopes. And you, you <laughs> stopped yesterday. Exactly. And you know, I said to him, I think honestly with a broken heart and deep pain, I said, you know why I, I stopped this? Because unfortunately, we, we cannot allow uh, anarchy uh, to really reign in the, in the country because if you are going to be pushing uh, the scopes uh, in, in this heat and you're going to feed it to thousands of people, you know what health hazard you can cause? Sure. I said, do you know what? The reason why I'm fighting this evil system that is uh, we are facing in, in, in our country, I want you to have an opportunity um, to run the uh, the spaza shops that are taken over by foreign nationals who are here with no documentation whatsoever. If you're an entrepreneur, run a proper business. Sure. I want you to have an opportunity to go and work in a factory where you can learn a skill so that you cannot really run a business where you are afraid to even tell your children what type of work you do. Because you can imagine if you're someone selling scopes on the, you know in the middle of the road it's not a kind of job that you'll you'll be proud to tell your children mm. you don't want your, your kids to grow up like that but more importantly the health of our of 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 people that can be affected by this because when i arrested uh, these people and i uh, honestly i cannot apologize about it because the health hazard you can cause uh, in, 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 in an environment like that. It's, it's massive. We cannot allow anarchy. So that does, does mean that when I say I, I support the free market, free, free market economy, free market economy can only thrive when there's a rule of law. Well, the, there has to really be the rules. Uh, there has to be the, the, the you know, consequences uh, for breaking of the law. So, uh, 
Capitalism is not chaos. I get you. I get you. You you seem to carry a lot of, um, you know, when you walked in, you were telling us that you, you went to see a lot of people, you know, people living in, in very difficult conditions. My question to you brings it back a little bit to, to the home front. Mm. After a day like that, you know, you've seen people suffering. You've seen so much what you call anarchy in the system. What's the one thing you look forward to when you go home? When you go back into your own house, you're driving into your own driveway. What's the one thing you look forward to? Let me tell you, Mbali, last night when I got home, uh, just before nine, it really exhausted. Never had a chance uh, to eat anything. I remember when I was having the meeting with the artist, uh, luckily they gave me water, but my colleagues never had anything to do to eat so we we discovered on our way to so way to just after five rushing because we had a public meeting in dobsonville at uh, uh at six o'clock so that's when you know Ngele, one of our, our media people said uh, no, mr Marshall, no i'm i'm hungry hey. that's when i realized my oh, goodness we've not eaten we've not even had uh, anything to eat and then when i left uh, the 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 the, the um, meeting the the meeting with the with the with the artist uh, there were some of our artists who, who I believe uh, went uh, to uh, to the constitutional court yes. on our behalf. They did not even tell us. Yes. Uh, we've got one activist uh, called Zek Lebatling. We spoke What an amazing... You see, I think uh, young people like that give me so much hope because uh, active wants to see this country change but he wants to see change in a democratic kind of fashion. So when I got home I was exhausted and exhausted not just because of hunger because of anger of mm. but why should uh, things be like this the first thing I before I went upstairs to my bedroom my, my wife oh and upstairs, upstairs. Okay. okay oh not right. double story <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I did was just to really get a, a, a glass of whiskey by the time I went I had a glass of whiskey just to cool me down I sure. was angry and I said to them I don't know whether to eat or not and, and I was reluctant to eat. And my daughter said, no, but you've got to eat. Mm. So I said, okay. Well, the, you said the food is in the woman. So I went downstairs. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I can't believe it. Because I... Uh, I had already reached a stage of hunger, so I didn't think I was hungry, you know. So I sat downstairs on my own uh, to eat. Um, what about it? I, and I thought I was just going to eat, eat half of the plate. I, I, I killed all of it, <laughs> and, and afterwards, I still my body still needed more. But I said, no, it's late to to really eat. That's really what, what happens. What you look forward uh, you to, you know. Normally, my, my, my exhaustion is, is not as a result of hard work. Hard work is part and parcel of my life. Mm. You know, I grew up when I was your age. Um, people don't believe, uh, but I've got evidence to that effect. Uh, um, in the I'm 40. I'm 40. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, 40. You're a baby. You're a baby. You're a baby. I'm 40. I'm 40. I'm 40. I'm you know, when, when, when in my youth, in uh, when I was in my 20s, 30, sure. uh, for 15 years, uh, when I started Black Lives Matter, I used to do 10,000 10, kilometers a month. Minimum. My car had to be serviced every single month. 10,000. Mm. And uh, the first few years, remember, I was traveling with a car with no aircon, uh, with a hustler. Uh, I bought a brand one car that can take punishment. Mm. That car can take punishment. No, no, no. 
But you service it. Make, every make month sure I had to make sure that I service it. And I, and I took a decision when I decided to go into business. Uh, I, I, I made a conscious decision to buy a brand new car because I did not want a car that's going to give me problems because mm. I'm not that's long before black like me <laughs> yeah. I started my business at the age of uh, 22 selling anything I could make money from uh, crockery, dinner services linen look, these guys are still young to understand that you know in in, in the 80s you did not have uh, good shops uh, open late at night where you can buy, let's say you're looking for a nice dinner set. Mm. Factories used to produce uh, this stuff and then you, you, they get guys like, like me uh, go around to come to your house uh, or to your offices sure. to say, look, yes, the, the nice dinner services you can't buy from any other shop. The factories sell them through So you were a door-to-door salesman? Yes, I was a door-to-door salesman. And then I come to your house you decide what you want. I'll be representing two different companies. Hmm. One selling linen, whatever. You, you, you give me the order. Very small deposit. And then I give the, fact, uh, the order to the factory. They deliver to you. You pay them direct. And then I get my commission. That's how I started my business. And then in the process in 1983, came across uh, a product called SuperCale. Mm. And, and I sold SuperCale for 19 months. And during that 19 months, uh, I said, no, I'm not going to sell this product for, for this white man for the rest of my life. That time, salons were mushrooming. Black people wanted to be PEM. Yeah, yes. I, said, Pam. Gonna, I said, I'm not going to PEM them for this white man. <laughs> I, I said, I'm going to PEM them myself. <laughs> How difficult was it to start your own business during that time? It, I think it's more difficult today. You think so? The, well, by far. Mm. It's, it's actually for a black person who, who's not corrupt because unfortunately the, the system is so corrupt at the moment mm. that a genuine black person to start business today, honestly and truly, for me, um, it's uh, my own personal experience. It's more difficult for a genuine black person to start business because unfortunately the current government has created so much corruption mm. uh, in the system that it's, it's impossible, almost impossible to start business mm. unless you are corrupt because you don't want to run business where you go around bribing people and uh, every time you, there's an opportunity uh, you've got to have contact. But I have any bribe, yeah, you no, must know this, someone who knows someone. Yeah, and yeah. then also on the other hand, look at uh, our businesses in our communities. All opportunities Opportunities are taken by foreign nationals who are here without uh, papers. Uh, so, opportunities for a genuine black industrialist or mm. black entrepreneur, honestly, are more difficult today. People who are making business today are through co corrupt corrupt. Cor you've got to be related to to the Zumas or Ace Mahashula. Otherwise, if you don't get <laughs> such networks, uh, you, you know, which, which is actually quite. Um, painful to, to, to watch uh, this movie unfolding. Mm. Um, I want to ask you a, a direct question and I want you to answer me honestly, Mr. Mashab. Do you see yourself as the president of this country? I think, uh, let me tell you, uh, when I took a decision, something that I never thought I would do or to, uh, to go into public office, obviously I negotiated with my family because I think you need to understand it from the context of what happened. In the 90s, uh, during the 90s, during the, the Cordesa negotiations, I never thought South Africa will uh, 
achieve a peaceful transition. And by then, I was already doing business throughout Southern Africa. I used to go mm. to Zimbabwe, Harare a lot. Harare, Zimbabwe at the time was flourishing. Everywhere there were cranes and, mm. uh, uh, you know, there's... Mr. Mashaba, yes or no? And I nearly, you know, I started investing in Zimbabwe. I wanted to move my manufacturing to Zimbabwe. My wife, uh, my daughter was still a few months old. We went to, to, to Harare to go and look for a house and, and so forth. Luckily for me, honestly, I think uh, this was God's intervention. Someone decided to touch my factory on the 17th of November, 1993, while in the midst of this. That obviously changed my plans because uh, my factory was so busy here in South Africa. So, so you then, uh, then, then, then all of a sudden, sudden, my factory, I've got no factory. I've got to start all over again. Two weeks later, I bought a factory, a new factory in Midran. Now I had to start all over again. <laughs> now to start a, a cosmetic manufacturing business, it's not something that uh, you buy machinery from uh, OK Bazaars or whatever. These machines are designed uh, by engineers and so forth, mm. to, to produce good quality products. So obviously setting all this up, uh, 27th of April came, had it, voted for Nelson Mandela, South Africa became uh, the envy of the world and really focused on building the factory because the factory I bought was smaller than the one I had in Mabopane, but there was a big piece of ground. I had bought a piece. Mr. Mashaba, big. I'm going to jump in there. Are you saying your ability to start over and see things through may just make you the perfect person to be president of South Africa one day? Because you're telling us a story about how your factory got burned down and how you were able to yeah. restart. But we, we essentially want to get an understanding of whether you think you would be able to be president of this country. This country that you, you seem to love Simple. so much. Consider in this country with uh, the biggest potential in the world. And honestly, let me tell you why I'm saying South Africa has got the biggest potential. It, uh, it is so helpful. It is evil, actually. It, it's not criminal. It's gone beyond criminality. It's evil. You know, South Africa, you are way uh, in the 70s and 80s. South Africa was one of the biggest manufacturing countries in the world. Today, this country, it's the only country in the world. We're sitting with almost uh, over a trillion rands worth of industrial areas. They're Would not lying empty. They're not lying, Mr. They're not lying Mr. empty. Mr. And Simple. then we've got the highest unemployment in the world. So yeah, but the question I'm simple. Would do you think when I will be the perfect president? Let me no. see, Mr. Shabashaw. Is it a yes or a no? no. Is a, when people want to vote for you, they don't want to hear about the stories about the mafem. They don't want to hear about the stories. No. We know for a fact that there's money in this country. There's no, there's ten ten million not, missing right people now. People must not look at uh, politicians who are going to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to be up and, and, and give them food parcels. I'm not that kind of. Uh, do you think I you can be the good president? That's my question, Mr. Mashaw. It's a yes or a no. I, I, I think that judgment can be made uh, by me. That, that judgment uh, has to really be made. Okay, uh, by, so Mr. Mashaba, maybe, maybe let's ask it like this then. Um, <laughs> w w when you are campaigning, we're going to be, be, be going into election season, eventually when the country reopens again. What is that one promise that you will make South Africans? I'm an ordinary South African. I'm about to put my eggs on a political party. When your name and your face and your party is there on that ballot box, what is the promise that's going to resonate in my mind for me to know that I'll make the decision of whether or not Mr. Mashaba is the perfect person for me to vote for, but what's your core message? 
we've, we've got seven core messages. I think one is, is actually uh, to have uh, uh, ethical leadership. Mm. I'm not in this job um, to make friends with anyone. I don't need friendship. So that's why uh, if you want to really be part of um, this journey that I'm traveling uh, you must know that uh, there's no friendship. Mm. Uh, we've been there to serve society. Yes. Uh, and I value friendship. But uh, one thing for sure, if you think uh, uh, there'll be friendship, forget about it. Um, uh, I'm, I was born to really be tough and take tough decisions when, it, when it's necessary. I believe in, in, in a free market economy where these factories I'm talking about, Let's give them to the private sector because uh, this country is broke. This country is a junk status. It does not have uh, financial credibility in, yes. in the eyes of the world. But we're sitting with factory, we, factories. We can make South Africa again uh, a manufacturing hub. Give these factories like I did in the city of Johannesburg. Uh, fortunate enough, I had three years opportunity of... Um, taking buildings which were hijacked by criminal elements, give them to the private sector to build affordable accommodation, uh, commercial and office space uh, for small entrepreneurs and, and so forth. It is possible, but it needs uh, tough decisions where you don't allow labor to determine the economic direction of this country and, and so-called socialist communist okay. with, with big taste. You know, Mr. Mashaba, um, look, um, I think that you, you've given us quite a lot yep. of what uh, Action SA also stands for, what Mr. Mashaba also stands for. And we appreciate the fact that you made time to come and, and hang out with us and blom with us uh, on Good Friday this morning. And we appreciate the fact that you continue to be an inspiration to a lot of black uh, young people who want to be entrepreneurs. So on my end, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, okay. I still didn't get we'll an answer, Zimbul. We'll see. <laughs> and everyone on Twitter no, is like, no, no, everyone on Twitter is like, why is this guy not saying yes or no? We'll, we'll no, no, Mr. Mashaba. No. The bottom line, we've, we've got, we've got the gist of it. No, but that decision can't be made. His by answer me. was simple: the the decision will be made by society. Wow, they follow my president. What my president? That's all. Thank you very much, Mr. Mashaba. Thank you so we much. And really keep up the good work in in the morning like this. I can imagine the listeners out there must be enjoying listening to you. Rewind, rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.